the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Thank you and welcome once again to Church of the Week. My name is Marcus Burgos and I am your host and I am so happy to be back on the air, back in your cars, uh, back with you, uh, San Antonio, because we have a mission. We have been called to do something and the mission that God has given us is always larger than what I can do, what you can do on your own. We are challenged to get something done that may be impossible. But I want to tell you something. I look at the Old Testament. I go all the way back to Exodus and, and chapter 17 where, where the Amalekites are battling and they're fighting against Moses and the people of God. And they're just a group of ex-slaves, not organized. And, and now they have to defend themselves. And mm-hmm. how could they? And uh, the way they did it was because there was somebody on the top of a hill. And there was somebody else in the valley low. This happened because there was, there was not only teamwork, but there was synergy. And Moses was up there praying, and Joshua was down there fighting. And oh. Moses got tired, and his hands went down. Y'all know the story. But there was two men that were able to hold his hands up. And because of these people working together, mm-hmm. not worrying about who would take the credit or who would take the glory, they knew ultimately the glory belonged to God. They were able to have the victory. And God said, I'm going to give you victory generation after generation over the Amalekites. And I want to challenge you today. I want to encourage you today. Do not quit the battle, the struggle, the dream, the goal. It is too hard for you. It is too far for you to reach. But when you work together and you bring God into the mix, I'm going to tell you what what God says. There is nothing too hard for God. And so be encouraged today. And and I I want you to take that word with you. Take it into wherever the store, wherever the, 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 the place you're going today and just put that in your pocket and remember that when you're when you're at work on Monday and when you're doing your thing. And so remember that it is it is too hard for you alone. But if you come together with somebody, it'll be a piece of cake. And so today I have the great honor of not being on the air alone. I'm not here by myself. (laughs) Praise the Lord. I'm here with a good friend. I'm here with a man of God. I'm here with someone that knows San Antonio and that has ministered to us for many years. And his, his name is Steve Teal. Steve, thank you so much for being part of the program today. Marcus, I'm so blessed to be here. Uh, you know, usually I'm on the other side. I'm sitting where you're sitting, interviewing right. people for Beacon Radio. And uh, man, you're you're preaching right there. I would be okay, honestly. We got about 23 minutes, 22 minutes. Dude, that was strong, <laughs> man. You can bring it on. I don't know, where, where do I get to hear you preach? Because that's powerful. Come on, tell me, where do I get to hear you preach? That was powerful. 
Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I, am, I am the pastor, the senior pastor of Shepherd of the Hills Church of God, and uh, we're, we're, on, we're right off of 35. Right off between, of 35. Right off of 35 in between Eisenhower and Ritterman. Okay. Uh, but, but we're not here to talk about me, Steve. I know we're not, but I'm just <laughs> saying that preaching was, uh, was really strong, and uh, I've heard about good things because I have heard that recently you've become the senior pastor there, right? That is correct. And I, I, I'm telling you from the source, I mean, I heard from Leah, uh, and, if she, and she was like, he is good. She came to your church. I don't know yeah. if she's been able to come back or not. But she, came, she, she came to the inaugural service when inaugural I was— Inaugural service, yeah. yeah. When, when I was uh, appointed there and uh it was great yeah it was great well you're doing awesome things so man that was that was powerful so tell you what it is yeah. a blessing to serve god yeah and to serve the people of god and as as a minister as a pastor that mm-hmm. i believe i believe it that's my definition of being a pastor and and the name of my church is shepherd and so it's, it's, it's you know shepherd of the hills you you are called to serve right and so i'm i'm here can I can I switch it now? You can switch it now. <laughs> I know Ernesto, our producer, is just laughing because he's heard me ask a thousand questions. I couldn't help it. I mean, Marcus is a pastor doing this as well. So, yes, you can switch it now. What would you like to know? <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about the great Steve Teal. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going to be a short show. So <laughs> but, Steve, tell me, tell me a little bit. Tell us. A little bit about who you are before yeah. we get into ministry and we get into pastoring and what you're doing today and how you're touching lives and what God is doing in and through you. I want to talk about you, the person. Uh, I, it, it, I'm a relational guy. Yeah, me too. You know, me too. and so when I go to church or I go, I'm, I'm looking. I'm, I want to look into somebody's eyes and say, right. "Tell me about you." Right. You know, so I could connect. And so I want San Antonio to be able to connect with somebody. Somebody, you are you are the youth pastor. I'm the youth pastor. Yes, at River you're, City Church. You were talking about Moses and and everything, and I'm 52 year old youth pastor. There you so go. I feel a little bit, you know, like Moses when God got got a hold of him and uh, and surprised him with this is what you're going to do. And I, I love how God did it. I've been involved with youth and ministry for years and years. Um, obviously when you're 52, it, it adds up. Um, and God just surprised us at this point in our life. And I will just say, we'll talk about me as well, like you said, but it is an incredible blessing, uh, incredible blessing to be surprised by God and to get to be the youth pastor at River City Church, which is in New Braunfels. And, uh, it, it's just a surprise. So maybe today somebody who's listening and not knowing what God has for them next has a surprise for them. And, uh, God will prepare your heart for yeah, that yeah. just as he prepared mine. Um, but, uh, we have been doing ministry in San Antonio for a long time, about so 25 you, years. You yeah. are a San Antonian. No, I'm where not, were you born? Uh, Columbus, Georgia. I'm oh, a, right, right up the street. Right up the street. <laughs> I'm an Army brat, Marcus. There you so go. So my dad okay. was in the Army, served 29 years, a uh, powerful part of my belief in prayer as he was spared his life in mm-hmm. Vietnam as people prayed and fasted for three days for him. The Holy Spirit just did some stuff mm-hmm. and spared his life, and I'm so grateful and thankful for him. So I'm a, a proud Army brat here in Military City. And uh, my dad was in for almost 30 years. So we moved all all around, all around the country. Uh, my senior year of high school was in Frankfurt, Germany at wow. Frankfurt American High School. And, uh, 
you know, a lot of times when people hear that, they're like, man, how small was your graduating class? Yeah. 324. <laughs> All right. Not, not bad. Not bad. Most so. likely to succeed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not me. Definitely not me. That's awesome. But, um, yeah, so we, I went to grad school out in Southern California. Uh, went to undergrad, met my wife at Oral Roberts University. All right. I'm kind of what I would call a theological mutt. You know, you go to Oral Roberts University, there's, you're getting, uh, some, some teaching, you're getting an idea of the charismatic background, you're understanding. That is the, a Pentecostal the, the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, we we got Pentecostals, we got Charismatics, we had Presbyterians, we had Methodists, we had AG, we had it all. Yeah, and uh, and that was awesome. I had just the best Bible teachers that you could ever um, ever uh, hope for. Then I went out to a Fuller Theological Seminary, and right. that, that is a little bit of a shift. It's a little bit of a shift, and I'll, I'll tell you what drew me out there though at that time. Uh, there was uh, John Wimber, uh, mm-hmm. very famous pastor, and uh, he was teaching a class, was my understanding. He wasn't when I got out there, called Signs and Wonders. And, right. and I just, like John Wimber, I want the power. I want the stuff. I want to see what Jesus does in the Bible. Yeah. I want to see it. And so a lot of times uh, my pastor, Jason Powers, uh, at our church, you know, will pray. And sometimes I just bring out the prayer, God. We want you to show off here. Yeah. Show up, but show off. Like, just do something that surprises us. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, that drew me out to Fuller Seminary and, and Southern California, and the beaches didn't sound bad, too. But uh, when we were out there, Ernesto's a Southern California guy, Palm Springs, for quite a while. When we were out there, though, we started uh, feeling like we're experiencing the apocalypse. You know, we had the earthquakes. My wife uh, worked at a store in Northridge, and it got hit by a magnitude, a huge earthquake. Um, We had fires, uh, much like they're you know going through today. We had race riots. We had. So you were there. We were there during Rodney King stuff. We were. Yes, we were there during all that. So there was just a lot of upheaval and uh, stress. And I was going through, and I was actually at the time, and I have big love for the Methodist Church. Um, that's what brought me out to San mm-hmm. Antonio. I was going through the Methodist ordination out in Southern California, which is very different from the Methodist here in Texas, just theologically much more liberal. And so consequently, going for ordination, they, they turned me down. They probably had good reason, but ultimately it wasn't a good fit. And that day I prayed. I felt rejected. Right. I mean, I, I did feel rejected, but I prayed, and I, I got a picture in my heart, a lot of time in my head, a lot of times, not every day, but God gives me a picture. Mm-hmm. And the picture in my head was there was a, a dark chapel sort of area, and there were just little candles. It was very dark. It was cold. It was damp. And I felt like for me, mm-hmm. for me, God was saying, that's what you've been here. Right. That's what you've been here in Southern California. Then another day he gave me a picture, and it was more like a, a desert, but it was like a, a wildfire. And that's what God was saying. I'm going to take you to a new place. Wow. And soon after, Marcus, God put on my heart. that, And sometimes you just know, right, that yeah, God has yeah. spoken to your heart. Other times, sometimes you're like, I think that was God, but I wouldn't like stake my life on it. But I started to feel on my heart, San Antonio, never been to San Antonio, never, never knew anything about San Antonio. So again, I'm going to stand in the presence of God. And after we get through some other questions and things, when I'm in heaven, I'm going to say, okay, God, was that me or was that you? Or did you just use my little idea? 
But we uh, we prayed about it. We wound up at a great church here in San Antonio, Northern Hills Methodist Church, Lupina. Was not there yet, but uh, Milton Lewis, my mentor, just a great church. Got to be youth pastor slash associate pastor, yeah. and uh, it was just an awesome experience. I was there for about eight years, and during that time, God started to put on my heart um, things that were a little bit outside the church. So mm-hmm. back, if people are longtime listeners, they may remember this, but a lot of people won't. We had a prayer rally called Pray Before You Play, mm. and that was back in 2000. It was after the Sup- Supreme Court said no more prayer. Right. And we as Christians, we're just up in arms. Oh, right. my gosh. So some people had an idea. They said, when we go to the football game, we're going to just we're gonna just pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed yeah. be. And they're going to be all angry. And I'm like, what <laughs> good is that going to do? You're not praying to God. You're not talking to God. You're just talking to people and you're just showing them you're angry. So our response that I felt like God put on my heart was let's have a prayer rally. Let's just come together. Our response should be, you can get up in arms if you want, but what if we just prayed more? Mm -hmm. Because Christians are really good about talking about prayer. We're not always good about praying. You know, it's so easy to say, I'll be praying for you, brother, mm-hmm. and then not take time to pray the for least, that brother. The least attended meeting in church. Come on now. You know, come we, on. We, we could have revival all day. Well, hey, let's get, let's have a prayer meeting. Yeah. Yeah. And, and pastor will be there with two or three crickets. <laughs> <laughs> you got me good on that one. Ernesto's going to have to edit out my laugh, man. You surprised me with the crickets. I like that. You know, and so, but we need to pray. Yeah. You know, I've I've heard some people, and I and I, and I tend to agree, uh, because when it comes to that issue, yeah, prayer in school, I, I think prayer is taught at home, mm-hmm. right, and then reinforced at church, right. And so, I grew up in in a very bad neighborhood. You did in in, in the Bronx, New York. I did not know that. Very rough neighborhood. And every morning, my mom read to me a proverb, and we prayed. And so I was oblivious of the fact that it was against the law to pray. Right. I didn't know anything about that. However, in my heart and in my mind, all day going to that school where where it was dangerous to go to, where there was traps everywhere, I was praying. Yeah. So no law could stop me. Right. And the same thing, I say no law could stop my children, your children, you know, anyone right. that you're, that's listening, no law can stop our kids from praying in their school, right. wherever they go. The Bible says pray right. without ceasing. Yeah. Hey, let's teach them just to pray and watch them exercise it wherever they go. Right. You're absolutely right. And so now, yeah. now you're, you're – So so just to – I mean, to catch up. So yeah. we started doing things. I went to my senior pastor, like I said, mentor, uh, Milton Lewis, and I said, look. I'm a little bit embarrassed to ask. God has put this on my heart. I honestly, like Moses, when God put the prayer rally on my heart, I, I said to God, oh, I love this idea. Uh, this was about April or May, and I, I knew if we are going to do it, it was we are going to have a rally in August before the school year started. Right. And so I was like, God, let's do this next year because I love ideas, but I want to string it out. You know, let's, let's take some time. And God was like, no, it has to be this year now. And so um, I went to my senior pastor and I said, you know, I – Here's the deal. If I put this as a Northern Hills Methodist thing, the Baptists won't come, the Charismatics won't come, the Presbyterians won't come, the Catholics won't come, Mm -hmm. these people won't come. But if we do this as part of my ministry, which God had just started to put on my heart, very bold ministries, then people will come. Very bold. Very bold. Yeah, 2 Corinthians 3.12, therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Awesome. Yeah, it's a great reminder for me. So I started doing things like that. We we had great 
fruit in that ministry with the prayer and really trying to encourage people to pray before their sporting events, not just for the win, but mm-hmm. praying for their opponent and for the referees and their coaches, et cetera. And uh, I started writing books. God put on my heart uh, to write a book, and I had no interest in doing that, but that was one that he just would not let go of. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote a devotional book called Jesus Christ Movie Star. And all those things just started being not just for the local church, but beyond one church. And uh, eventually, after eight years at that church, you know, we launched out Very Bold Ministries full-time. We're still doing that to this day. That, in fact, today allows me to be youth pastor at River City Church because through Very Bold Ministries, uh, we get to do – we've done children's books, Bobby Be a Blessing. Uh, we have done the Peanut Butter Bowl where the football game between Johnson and Brandeis High School, and uh, we've collected now – about 15,000 jars of peanut butter, you know, over three football games between them. They go to Snack Pack for Kids San Antonio. So we're still very involved in San Antonio. I do coaches Bible studies at Brandeis and Johnson High School. And then uh, since August 1, we've just had an incredible, incredible time at River City Church. Uh, my pastor, it's you know, it's crazy in this world. He's, of course, he's younger than me. Yeah. And he... um he played baseball for a couple of my friends that are in the coach's Bible study at Johnson. Back in the day, he played baseball for Gordy Gazelle and for Ron Riddiman. And so it's kind of crazy how this whole thing opened up that, uh, again, that God said, okay, you love youth and uh, I got a surprise for you. You're going to go back to uh, ministering to youth and you'll still do very bold. So that's what we're doing, Marcus. That is great. That, that kind of, underlines what I opened with. I, I yeah. see, you know, I, I see the, the, how God is putting people together. Oh, we are, we are no longer, this has been my, my personal observation. We're no no longer in that lone ranger uh-huh. season oh my gosh. of ministry. Yeah. I, I think if we're going to get something done, then you and I need, need to come together. Right. You know, and you have a word and I tell this to pastors, I'm trying to get it more of our local pastors on the air. You have a word. I have a microphone. Right. You know, let's let's do let's get together. And so you have a talent, I have a, something totally different, I have an right. idea. And so God brings us together, but it's up to us to find that common ground, to reach across the aisle. It doesn't matter now who you voted for right. or what part of town you live in, what kind of church, do you raise your hands or do right. you just sit still? Right. None of that yeah. matters. Yeah. What matters is what we're doing. For the kingdom of God. Right. And so now that you got called in yeah. to do this again, right? Because right. you were doing it, you, yeah. you left it, and now yeah. you're, you're, you're on staff doing, doing youth pastoring. Yeah. How was your response to that? Your initial, you know, wait a minute, I'm going back. What, right. you know, how was that in your mind and right. your heart? My, my first question uh, for, for God was, was why? And mm-hmm. he immediately said, it's not why, it's what. It's just what I'm calling you to do. And um, I just, I can't tell you, going back to your example of just how it takes, you know, it takes several people, it takes a team working mm-hmm. together. This whole thing happened uh, because of people that were listening to the Lord. 
and I have got a team of people. Uh, we we are just so blessed. It's incredible. I mean, I, hopefully I have a minute or two just to say in our youth ministry, it's it's unreal because they had a youth pastor, and he loved the kids, and I know he did a great job, but um, I, I don't even know the story, but he wasn't the youth pastor anymore. Um, real, real good guy. Don't know, don't know what happened, but um, then um, in an interim time before I was called, mm-hmm. several people – just really stepped up. So uh, I'm talking about Desiree. I'm talking about RJ. I'm talking about Tara. I'm talking about Renee. I'm talking about Lynn. I'm talking about just, just all these different people, Landon and uh, Lindsay. We got Lindsay. We got two Lindsay's. We got a Brad. We just have all these people. They stepped up. So by the time I actually showed up, they already had this amazing team Mm. in place and that's been incredible to step into uh, just all these people that love the youth, love the Lord, and just can see the potential and the power in these young people. And that has been such a big blessing too, Marcus, to see these young people. Um, and I can't name all their names. Right. I can name most of our, our team. But um, just to see their hunger, their hunger for the Lord, just to see it and to get to speak and, yeah. and see the greatness that is in them and to see the things that they're doing that no one else can do, to see both extroverted and to see introverted. We see kids that are pretty vocal. We've got leaders that are pretty vocal, but then we have leaders that are more quiet and more sensitive and thoughtful, and we see that working together. And it has just been the biggest, biggest blessing I can't imagine. So I, I, want, I want you to do me a favor. Yeah. There's there's somebody driving their car, sure, and they're driving around, and and perhaps they're at a point in their life where they have an opportunity, and they're not even sure. You know, they've been offered. You were offered an opportunity, yeah. and you had to make a decision. You know how how I'm I'm trying to lead yeah. you into you know encouraging someone on how to do that. I th- I think mm-hmm. here's here's what helps me. Yeah, I believe God opens doors. Right. Mm-hmm. The Bible says that he can open a door that no man can open. He'll shut other doors that no man can shut. Right. And so I believe God opens doors, but it's up to us to walk through them. Yeah. You know, and we can have an open door opportunity and God put us in a place. And then we say, nah, nah, I'm not ready. Nah, yeah. it's not me. Nah, whatever reason. Yeah. But it's up to us to walk through the open door. Right. And God gives us the free will to do that. And maybe today you can encourage someone. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying to, to do anything, but but to, you know what, hear from God and observe right. and notice that, hey, you got to make a decision, dude. Yeah, yeah, definitely, Marcus. I just think God is probably, for our listeners, he has been preparing their hearts for mm-hmm. something. And he prepared my heart in a similar way. Um, He's preparing you for something. And there may be clues that you haven't even put together yet, but it may be the next thing that God wants you to do. It may be just something today, maybe not even very specific other than love your neighbor, but God has been preparing your heart. Maybe it's your attitude. You're driving right now and you're, man, you just you know, ignored someone with road rage or you're yelling at them with road rage. And God is saying, just stop. I want to work on your attitude right now. I mean, there's just all different things. God is at work, Marcus. God is speaking. And somebody who's driving right now, maybe they just need a word from the Lord that reminds them, you are loved. You are chosen. I am at work. Don't you listen to the lies of the devil. I'm at work in your life. I'm using you. You're making a difference right here, right now. So I just believe, I mean, what got me to this church was listening to the voice of God 
and uh, God using people. You know, I had one uh, one friend who reached out to me the day before I got a call about this church, and she said, um, "Hey, I remember you were a youth pastor. I used to come to your youth group. Her name is Sarah. She she um, she said I heard about this other church that needs a youth pastor. I had not thought about youth ministry again. I had not thought that was an option. So for 24 hours, I started thinking, yeah, I do love youth. I mean, I love to build them up and disciple and coach them and encourage them. And the next day, my friend RJ, who's at this church and is one of the team members um, serving and loving these kids, he reached out to me and he texted and said, man, I got a crazy idea. I don't know if this is from God or not, but we need a youth pastor and I just keep thinking of you. And I had had 24 hours like for my heart to be prepared. So I was like, yeah, absolutely. Get me in contact with Jason Powers. Get me in contact. And then I just kept listening to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit said, okay, I got this job interview for you. I want you to go in and win this job. Just go in. I mean, don't go in halfway. Go in to win this job. And so you just listen to the voice of God. He is speaking. He wants to guide you, whether it's to love someone. Maybe today it's just to forgive someone. Maybe it's just an attitude. I mean, God is at work, so be listening. That's that's what I've got today, You know, I love, I love what you said. Don't go in this halfway. Yeah. Sometimes we, we give ourselves an out and we say, well, if it's God's will— well, if, if, you know, if, you know, and, and we go in and we don't, we don't take the risk. Right. You know, when, when God told the people to cross the Jordan, he said, when you, when your feet get wet, then I'm yeah. going to open it. Yeah. You know, right. and so you got to step into it. And so I want, I want to thank you, Steve. And, uh, you, we, you're at River City Church and you guys are located where? Tell me where you're at. 1600 River Road in New Braunfels. We are hashtag 4NB, and that is Jason and Natalie Powers' heart. And they really, this church, they love New Braunfels, and they yeah. love them well. So we'd love to have them uh, come out to our service. You know, uh, What time are your services? 830, 10 a.m. and 1130, and we're at 1600 uh, River Road right off of 337. Yeah. Uh, and the Shell gas station right there. Come on down. So um, if you need gas, if you need a fill-up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and then we'll we'll fill you and up. And then we'll fill you up. There we'll you fill go. you up on God's word, Marcus. Thanks a lot, Steve. Thank Appreciate you so it. much for coming on. My name is Marcus Burgos. I am your host, uh, the Church of the Week program. God bless you, and I'll see you next week. God bless you, San Antonio. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM six thirty The Word Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.